Welcome in to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and I'm joined, as always, by Alan. And today, returning to the show for the second time, we have Richard of Antelope Gaming. How are you doing, Richard? I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy to be here once again to talk some basketball, my favorite topic. Alan, how are you doing? Same thing, really, especially having some, uh, you can see some chicken sandwich right here. Uh, it's really amazing. You should make some. Just put it. It's better in the oven, though, not microwaving. I've had microwave, but it's horrible. But if you have to do it because you're in a hurry, then go for it. But you, oven, you really can't mess up with chicken, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And plus, I live in a state where chicken is king. So you oh. got to not mess it up, period. No, you can't mess that up at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So as Richard mentioned, we're we're going to be giving a mid-season recap about the NBA. We're going to talk about kind of what's surprising us. Um, we're, we've talked a little bit about our MVP thoughts. We'll get Richard's thoughts on that as well, and we'll just kind of go from there. So uh, let's just, just dump right into it, Alan. All right. Perfect. But before we get into the review, last night we had ourselves an all-star game, a very interesting all-star game. So, and... We're just basically LeBron James just became the became a turning himself into a general manager and did not play out well he played a couple minutes but he let everybody do their thing and you saw what he can do and obviously with Giannis Atetekumpo winning finals the finals I keep all-star game MVP the Kobe Bryant all-star game MVP so um so I'm going to start with you, Richard. Um, what were your thoughts watching the All-Star game? Uh, the biggest takeaway that I took from it was uh, I was a little disappointed that LeBron didn't really want to play. And you could kind of tell. I mean, he gave the people what they wanted in the beginning, you know, dunk the ball, whatever. But then after that, he just disengaged completely. Um, but I love that Steph Curry put on a show because, you know, as we all know, the Warriors, you know, with – all the injuries that I've had, they've had and all that stuff, you know, they're not really doing too great. And the Warriors within the last two, maybe even three years really haven't, you know, they, they've been kind of fading away. They haven't been in the spotlight as much because of, you know, they're not winning as much because of injuries and whatnot. So people kind of forgot how great Steph Curry is because he's not in the spotlight as much. And man, did Steph Curry put on a show last night and uh, you know, he just, he just reminded people how, how great and how, you know, what a great shooter he is, you know? And, uh, you know, he's one of the ones that, you know, the, the, the game is different because of him, because of his three-point shooting and how great it can be. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a three-point league now, and that's thanks to Steph, and I'm happy that people got to see that last night. Brayden, uh, what were your thoughts on, on the All-Star game? So, yeah, I, uh, I watched, you know, the condensed recap game that uh, NBA League Pass offers today. And, uh, yeah, it's it was intense, I think. It was good to see just, you know, not necessarily a competitive game all, all the time, but it, was, it seemed like everyone was just having fun. And I think that's the point of NBA or any All-Star game is just that the players, they have fun with it. Um, you know, we saw Jokic and... Uh, Giannis have some fun comments with each other after the game. And I think that was something really fun to see. And you don't see that a whole lot in sports where just players just kind of 
make jokes in press conferences. You don't see that a whole lot. It's usually press conferences are usually very a serious time and Jonas and Jokic are making jokes all, all the way around. So I thought that was, it was fun to see. That's great. Um, I, I love both of your comments. Um, I think really the all-star game, um, uh, there was some stuff they could have done a little bit better, but I think at the end, um, uh, the people came to see who they want. Um, it would have been different, I think, with Joel Embiid there, uh, but that did not happen due to COVID tracing. And But I think we did get to see, like, for obviously, Richard, you mentioned Steph Curry. Um, his, his value for the Warriors is high, and putting that show that he did, it basically, it was a half-court shot contest for me. I think they should have that in the All-Star game sometime because those shots are just like, you know what? I think everybody wants to make them. They they want to have it on. I think that should be in next year's three-point contest just because everybody does it. So I don't know what else to say about the All-Star game, but just the fact that um, really like it, it shows what you can do. And I think really that despite that with a lot of stuff going on and also especially with the pandemic still occurring, it brought an opportunity to see these players together and, and even highlight a lot of the historical college, historical black colleges and universities. Like it shows how much there's growth, not just in the game, but also outside of it. So I don't know what else to say about the All-Star game, but it was pretty fun. That, that's all I have to say about it. So I don't know if there's anything you want to add to it. No, uh, I mean, Damian Lillard, you know, the fact that him and Steph were on the same team <laughs> and they were still finding a way to compete against each other. You know, like uh, Braden said, you know, they, it looks like they were having a lot of fun, uh, even though I want to say maybe more than half of the players didn't really want to be there. It, it did feel forced, but, you know, money makes the world go round and, the NBA is all about, you know, if, if it makes if it makes money, it makes sense, you know. So we're gonna do it anyways. <laughs> yeah. But, and I'm and I'm true. happy and I'm happy that they did because you know us fans, we got to see players that like for example the dunk contest. You know, I had no idea, you know, those boys can jump that like that, you know. And uh, even though the dunks were mediocre, you know, there's one or two dunks where they still made you like fall back on your seat and be like, okay, I see you, I see you. Um, and again, you know, it, it puts. You know, I'm like on a Steph Curry bandwagon right now because, you know, I haven't been seeing Steph Curry within the last year or so because of, you know, the fall off of the Warriors. Um, and me seeing Steph Curry, it's like, okay, yeah, I remember you, you know? So it was, it was nice to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think my last thought about the thing is piggyback off of your uh, comment, Richard. I think it was forced. You could tell at first the players, they didn't necessarily – want to be in the all-star game. Um, I know the NHL isn't doing an all-star game this, this season because of how, what their season constraints they had to go through. And I think the NBA was kind of on, on the, at least player-wise, they were kind of in that same mindset of like, why do we have to be here? It's not, it's COVID season still, you know, they wanted to make sure, well, yeah, that they don't get it. You know, they have a, a season they want to, they want to raise that trophy at the end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
Yeah, I think it felt forced, but you could also tell towards the end of the game, they're like, eh, this, we still had fun. We're still playing a game we love to play, so. Yeah, absolutely. Now that we've talked about the All-Star game, let's move that aside and focus on what happened in the first half, which really has brought a lot of a lot of interesting takes, a lot of interesting storylines that we have to keep an eye on. But I'll start with this. Teams, let's start with the team or teams that we did not see coming at all that are surprising us either good or not so good. So take a shot at which team has surprised you the most? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll start. I think like Alan, you, you and I talked about it when last time we talked basketball, I think the jazz is surprising everybody right now. We all knew they, they were going to be good, but we didn't realize they'd be the best team in the league. And uh, that's kind of surprising everybody, I think. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I have a couple couple teams. Uh, obviously, we talked about uh, the Phoenix Suns uh, being competitive with the addition of Chris Paul. Um, I have never really been a huge fan of their coach, their head coach, Monty Williams. I, I thought he was decent, but – you know, I, I remember talking to you guys last time at the beginning of the season saying about, you know, Monty Williams that I'm not a huge fan and I don't think he's, he's good, obviously, but I don't think he's that guy. And I remember saying to myself and to you guys, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I wrong, I'm wrong because I really want the Phoenix Suns to be successful, me living in Phoenix um, and 11 years not making the, you know, the playoffs, you know, that's, that's the longest drought in all major sports. And I'm happy that I was wrong because the Phoenix Suns, they're coming out the gate, second in the West. Um, and in the East, I know that they're not a high seed, but the Knicks being fifth, that, that, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I would see them maybe being a seventh and eighth seed, maybe, or at least competing for seventh and eighth. But the fact that they're fifth at this point of the season, Julius Randle is balling out. They, they added Derrick Rose. And I'm a huge Derrick Rose believer. I think he's about to grind and, and he's never going to be what he once was, obviously. But there's, he still has a lot of play in him and a lot of value. And I'm happy that, you know, they're in a good spot and they're in the fifth. And the NBA, it's a good thing for the NBA when the Knicks are relevant, you know, because they're also a huge market like the Lakers, like the Celtics. Um, so I'm happy that they are. And the 76ers, man, being first in the East, that says a lot. That says a lot about... Joel Embiid's mindset and that all the Sixers needed was Joel Embiid to be healthy, be in good shape. And Ben Simmons, I think, is finally finding his, his, who he is as a player. Mm-hmm. And now they're gelling. And this is the first year that both of them are gelling really, really well. And look what happens. They're first in the, in the East. So that kind of blew my mind a little bit. So th- th- those would be the teams that kind of, you know, shocked me. Yeah, on that 76ers note, Alan, I think out of the four of us, when we did our Western Conference preview, you know, two months ago, you were the only one that even was like, hey, you got to keep an eye out for these guys, you know? And uh, yeah, so I don't know. For me, that just shows Alan's got a really keen uh, basketball mind, you know? And uh, (laughs) I made the 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 uh, analogy, Richard, I want to see get your thoughts on this. I think uh, 
Yeah, so I've made, compared the Knicks to the Mets, like the Knicks being the, MB, the NBA's version of the Mets, where, you know, it's a big market team that sometimes doesn't act like it, but and they kind of are the laughing stock of the league. But when they're good and they're relevant, everyone's happy, especially the NBA. So what do you think about that? I, um, I mean, I agree. Uh, whenever the Knicks, you know, Nick fans are diehard Nick fans, right? Um, but with that being said, there's nothing like having a pissed off New Yorker. You know, if New York fans are pissed off, they're going to tell you about it and you're going to feel the energy. And, you know, I think it's, it's good that the Knicks organization finally has like, okay, our fans aren't happy yet, but at least they're not being as pissed off as they have been in the last few years. And at the end of the day, you know, it's all about the fans. So as long as the Knicks are doing good, the fans are happy and, you know, they're a huge market. So just like Laker fans, Celtic fans, Knicks fans, you know, they, they come up with a big portion of the NBA's audience. So I'm pretty sure the NBA is happy right now. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, those teams you mentioned, obviously the Knicks, I did not see them coming either. You mentioned Julius Randle, who was named an all-star. Um, it shows his maturity. Like now, we, we're seeing the adult version and Julius Randle growing. And having starting where he did, where that devastating injury he had in his first game, like it could have changed everything. But he kept working, and now he's an all-star. I think he will be a, a consistent all-star. And I think what, what helped as well was you needed to get a coach who was credible, someone who is um, – who has been, who's not just won basketball games, but has won important games. And Tom Thibodeau, boom, perfect. He's worked with young teams before, and he knows how to develop them. The Sixers I mentioned long ago, it, it didn't surprise me. It was just, yes, Joel Embiid, him getting in shape and healthy. Ben Simmons finally coming along. But also I think hiring a coach who who has been in the tough situations, who, who really like can make players play to how they need to play and should play. And Doc Rivers instrumental in that. And I think that's why um, Joel Embiid is having a season. And, and, I'll, and I'll mention about him later as we talk about MVP candidates, but like they're not done making moves, Philadelphia. I think they're, they're still, they probably might add some bench help, but but also having veterans like Danny Green and Dwight Howard makes the Sixers team better now because they have guys who have been in the finals, they've been in tough games, and One they are the person they're going to handle. And the Suns, we mentioned them. I'm not able the bubble helped them being undefeated. It helped. It's carrying over, and and Phoenix, I think, will they'll just they're letting their young guys grow, and the more they grow, the better. And Utah, like, where in the world did they come from? <laughs> really, Utah. And it's just, to me, this team is, they're playing on a high level. They, they obviously having Boyan Bogdanovich was huge because they, they needed some mental toughness. He may not be a quick guy, but he's someone that on defense he's going to be mentally tough and ready to go. And then 
Richard, you know, you know, you know this guy very well. You've seen him in LA. Jordan Clarkson, like, man. Yeah. He yeah. basically every time he comes, 40 a night, 40 a night. I'm like, man, this guy, like, I don't care who you put, he is just ready. Like, bring yeah. it on. And I think that's why you're seeing the jazz coming out again. Obviously, it helps you have new ownership and Ryan Smith, who it's bringing the energy, and that does play a huge role. And I think the Jazz are going to keep keep rolling. And and good luck to any of the teams that go into Salt Lake, because I've I've seen the Salt Salt Lake like the design, especially like you do not want to play there. <laughs> the altitude is tough, and you yeah. and I, Richard, know we've played in altitude. Just yes, you can you can say you can feel it it was for us you can feel it yeah yeah you you're not gonna get used to the altitude with two nights staying there you know like you gotta spend a week there and like run go on jogs let that body get used to it get your lungs used to it and uh yeah it it is it is very tough to play you know at a high altitude if you don't if you're not from there or live there or practice there every day yeah yeah no that i agree you know i'm from colorado so like I grew uh-huh. up in high altitude, you know, and it still messes with you, even if you're used to it. So I think that's why, you know, the Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets have this really great, almost unknown rivalry in the league, I think. Like it's not very well recognized, you know, uh-huh. but those games are very competitive. And I think it's because no matter if it's at Utah or if it's in Denver, like both teams, they can be fairly competitive and it's not they're not you know dying halfway through like their minutes yeah okay now the next question is going to be what teams we need to keep an eye on teams that are like they're good but they still need more or be like okay you know what they're starting to become good we need to take them a little bit more serious than than we think i think before we get too much into that i think it's you guys you know you've been following the the Celtics and the Lakers so you guys will have to inform me um because you know as I've been following the Nuggets season it's been up and down up and down all season long and I think that's just the nature of the season but what have you guys been noticing with your fan bases and your teams that you follow has it been kind of similar with an up and down or has it just been pretty level straight you know um with the Lakers uh we we started off hot you know we started showing off that we're still the team to beat. Um, but we also showed our weakness towards recently with the injury that uh, Anthony Davis suffered. Mm. Um, and we were still beating teams even without Anthony Davis. But um, with Dennis Schroeder also going down, that's two of our starters. Obviously, every, any team would... would uh, struggle if they lose two other their starting point guard and they're starting you know four man uh but it still showed that you know without anthony davis our paint is an open alleyway anybody who's anyone could go in if i was playing against the lakers and anthony davis wasn't in there i'm pretty sure i can get points in the paint you know what i mean it is that bad we have zero rim protection uh layup after layup we can't rebound. Marcus Saul, as good of a player as he once was, he's not that anymore. And that that was never his he's not quick on his feet. You know, we're missing the size that JaVel McGee gave us, that Dwight Howard gave us. We're missing that. 
And now we're on the hunt. You know, we're on the hunt. We're trying to get that rim protector. Uh, we're trying to, that, that, that would be our only weakness that I can say, okay, if a big team comes in and they want to play bully ball down low, we're going to lose that battle. And um, so I'm kind of happy that Anthony Davis, not happy that he got injured, but happy that the Lakers were able to play without him so that they can see, okay, where, where are, what's our weakness? And, you know, so we're good. We're third in the West. Um, but seats two, three, and four, Suns, Lakers, Clippers, we're pretty much tied. So if we lose a game here or there, we could jump all the way to fourth place, you know, and that's not a good look. And I hope that doesn't happen, but you know, it's, uh, it's been up and down as of recent. Yeah. And I think if they do get that fourth seed, I think, you know, what I was saying about the Dodgers in our, in our pre, pre, uh, baseball season preview on I think we'll see that in the Lakers this year it's just going to light a fire in them and they'll kind of be for lack of better terms they'll just be offended by it you know and they'll just be like hey this is not who we are and they're going to prove you know they're going to take the playoffs by fire or you know it's going to be telling of who they are depending on when they can get a AD back you know yeah uh, I do agree with would you agree with that, Richard? Say if they go, even if they go down to the fifth, would that would you say that that will be like, okay, you know what, we were down, but let's make a run out of it and show that hey, we don't need home court advantage. Is oh that yeah, to say? yeah, de- definitely. Um, the one thing that the Lakers have that the other LA team across the street doesn't is that mental toughness. If we get knocked down, we brush it off and try to get back up. And I want to say that that's, that's one of the main reasons why we won the championship last year, because of that mental toughness. A lot of teams and a lot of players in that bubble last year weren't mentally tough or mentally prepared for that. Um, and you saw that in a lot of their play. You saw a lot of players, uh, their play go down. And on the, uh, on the flip side, the ones that were mentally tough, you know, the LeBron James of the world, the Devin Bookers of the world, you know, all those mentally tough players, they elevated Damian Lillard. You know, he's another mental player that, you know, in the bubble, he played extraordinary. You know, those not so mentally tough players like Paul George, you know, they, they went down. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you throw at the Lakers. The Lakers are mentally tough. And that's thanks to, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis being the leader. Yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that end. We'll, because that's something I'm interested to see how they're going to respond, and if they can do what the '95 Rockets did, which be a low seed and win the title, then that'll be something to talk about and something that we may not see for a long. Let, let, let's make this clear though: there is no way the Lakers are going to be fifth or fourth place this year. No way. That that's not happening. They're too mentally tough for that. Okay. They're, they're going to be number one, two, at most three, but I, they're one or two, either or. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. But I'll respond to the Celtics thing. Um, ever since losing Marcus Smart, it's been up and down. Um, Marcus Smart, yeah, he may not be an all-star guy, but he is someone who you want as a leader. Like, he, he just will get into your face if you're not trying hard. And 
And really, if you think about that, ever since he got drafted, they made the playoffs every year. It, it has nothing to do all that he's averaging 23 points a game, none of that. It's just his effort on the defensive side and his offense has just been involving. So not having him as hurt and then the um, the over-reliant use of like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And, I, you know, I love both of those guys. Those are the cornerstones of the Boston Celtics, but they need help. And Kemba has been up and down, but now he's picking it up, which is good. And then I've been hearing rumors about, oh, Brad Stevens needs to go. The coach? And, yes, the coach. I'm wow. like, what the? I did not know about that. But as I looked at it, I say, okay, it's legitimate. Like, he's someone who he will, he's great in the X's and O's, someone who could draw the place and all. But you're going to need someone who is going to motivate, you know, that at the end, especially in the playoffs, it's not about X's and O's. It is about where to kick your butt and we're going to do whatever it takes. Just ask Miami how they did with that. Yeah. So um, I think that's what they're – what's been going on, but I think really I would say I would give him two more seasons for that. If it's the same, then okay, we can talk about moving on, but I think what the Celtics do need, they do need um, they always talk about they need a big man. Well, we have a big man in Robert Williams. Use him. You gotta use him. Like, the times that he has played, he's had 11 points, 11 rebounds. And when he does that, we win. Let's use him. And I think he is someone who could play like Dwight Howard as far as defensive rebounding. Yeah, be that presence. Yeah, absolutely. That's the presence we need. And I think I would get a power forward who can guard multiple positions, like a Jeremy Grant. That is someone I think will, will make an impact for the Celtics. And he will have a bigger role there, like, he, he'll realize I got two great scorers. I know I can score myself, but I know I can also play defense. So take the load out of those two guys and him rolling. I think this they can, they can be able to get it done. And, yeah, I think that's Boston's main concerns. If I'm, if I'm Danny Ainge, I would be like, go get Jeremy Grant and go and use Robert Williams. Use him in the starting lineup, depending on the matchups and developing him into a prime big. Cause that's, that's what's going to come down to this season. Well, that's comforting to know, you know, like, especially when you get sucked into one specific fandom, you kind of get lost in uh, the uh, <clears throat> ups and downs of it. So it's kind of comforting to see that it's not just uh, one, my team that's kind of having ups and downs. Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo, with the Nuggets, I mean, uh, Jamal, right? This is his name, Jamal Murray. He's. Uh, I, I would. I wouldn't. If 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 I was rooting for the Nuggets, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too worried because you know his window is still, you know, wide open. You know, the Joker's doing his thing. I'm even hearing MVP, you know, candidates for him and stuff. So I wouldn't worry too much. You know, they, 
I don't know. They might pick it up this second half. You know, that you asked earlier which other team, you know, should we be in the lookout for or whatever. And the Nuggets are, are, are definitely, they had a slow start up and down. But, you know, second half, yeah. hit that refresh button. And, I'll start. You, know, I'll, you never I'll, know. They I'll might jump next. up. I think the teams, besides Denver, they're going to, I think they will bounce back. Portland, though, are going to be one team to keep an eye on. I think if they can address the big man situation, like, if there's a way they can get to Marcus Cousins, along with getting Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins healthy, then Portland could be that team that could ruin anybody's party. Anybody. Anytime you have a player like Damian Lillard and obviously CJ McCollum, like, sky's the limit. Like, good luck. If he decides to do that, then I think yeah. that that's could, interesting. There will DeMarcus be one team that go with can the ruin anybody's party. Like I don't care who you are. I, I would even say they can't even ruin the Lakers' party. I know that's like a what, but if yeah, they're close. The West is close. You're right. The West is close. Just like they're not that far behind. The Lakers. Said, like, I mean, it's, it's so close. They're, they're three games spot. behind. You don't know who's going in. So or what the order is going to be. So. They're the one team I would say that they can spoil anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cousins going to the Blazers. That would stretch out the floor even more for Damian. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because DeMarcus Cousins is not going to clog yeah. up the lane. You know, he's, he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot threes, shoot, you know, mid-range twos. You know, he runs the floor. You know, because he's not like a traditional big man. He is big, but he doesn't play, you know, down in the post with his back to the yeah, basket, we'll clogging up the lane for Damian Lillard. Yeah, it to, could happen. And then know, down, and then in the do east, thing. Um, I That's think Miami. They're not. I, done. I never even thought about um, that. They're they're gonna bounce back. Um, now, am I ready to say? Um, oh, they're gonna be back in the finals? Not yet. I'm not ready to say that. Um, but. But we'll see. We'll, but there, they will be back in the. There will be. In the, I think the, the East is clear. Again. But those are the teams to keep. And Brooklyn as well. Um, adding Clay Griffin, but still, they need to get a big man. They, because Joel Embiid, as Shaq says, Brooklyn, he will have barbecue chicken with the Brooklyn Nets. That is so true. And. You 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 think you think Joel Embiid, uh, he won't have no trouble. Won't uh, DeAndre, won't have any trouble with DeAndre Jordan on him. DeAndre's a little bit limited on the offensive side. Really, and that's my concern there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. No, I meant defensively. I think DeAndre Jordan could do a decent job on. Jo- I don't think he can stop him. Thirty a game. But I don't think it'll be easy. Getting his normal, what what is Joel Embiid averaging right now? I don't see. I don't think if you put DeAndre Jordan on him every night, I'm not saying he won't get 30, but it they won't be easy 30 point games. So I mean, maybe he'll contain him a little bit. Maybe bring no, him down especially with the play. signing of Blake Griffin. But I, I don't know. That would be an interesting matchup. The 76. I still think the Nets are going to kill him. I really do. Um, 
it makes them a little bit better. I don't mm -hmm. think Blake Griffin is like the mm -hmm. icing on the cake. Like it's guaranteed. Oh, they added Blake Griffin. The NBA, it's over. The Nets are going to win it. I don't think that, but I do think that, um, you know, the, adding Blake Griffin does add, make them a little bit better. Um, and Ben mm -hmm. Simmons being the defense, I, I think he's yeah. a defensive player. If they, if they were giving out defensive player of the year award right now, I would give it to Ben Simmons. Um, I don't think, but I don't think Ben. I mean, yeah, okay, well, Ben Simmons. Well, that's where there's Tobias Harris. The year. You're going to guard KD. He's an okay, cool. defender. You still got to worry about Kyrie and James Harden. James Harden is. Well, but he will make him work. He'll make him work. He'll make him work. He ain't stopping James Harden, though. I Nobody. Well, I, know I don't that. care who He'll you are. He'll make him work. And, and yeah, like but I, said, I don't care who you are. I James Harden. James Harden. Ain't nobody stopping that. Performing the playoffs. No like, we're leading them to victories. We'll see if he does that in Brooklyn. And like I said, I think Philly, Philadelphia will not make – well, I mean, Philadelphia will make moves. They're not that. done yet. They're going to look. And if they get the bench out plus someone that could help on the defense, then that's going to make Philadelphia better and stronger. And they will make moves. They still got a couple of days left for the trade deadline. Um, they will make moves. Trust me. I know Philadelphia – they will do it coming from a Celtic fan, but Philly, they just know what they're doing and they're not done making moves either. What other teams do we think need to make moves? I'm good, man. Time. I'm good. Happy to be here once again to talk some basketball. My favorite topic. Mm, I would say, um, I know they're, they have obviously the team with the best record and the NBA should make a move, uh, Utah. However, not trading, but I believe they should make a move in the buyer's market, like buyout market. Who you, veterans you really can't mess up a chicken. Who huh? are like on teams that won't, won't make the playoffs. I think they got to keep an eye on that. Um, oh. And they just need another bench guy to support Jordan Clarkson. Like I think if they could get another scorer to come off the bench like him, then I was the then the Jets will be continue to be balanced and move forward. But if they don't make a move, that's fine. I think the team how it's constituted is 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 perfect and move forward. So, but I would still say Utah make a move. Um, I think Portland will make a move as well if they can get the Marcus Cousins, which I think he will land there. That would be a huge plus for Portland and, but. I think those are the teams I would say they need to make a move. Uh, the biggest takeaway that I took from it was, uh, I was a little disappointed that LeBron didn't really want to play and you could kind of tell, I mean, he gave the people what they wanted in the beginning, you know, dunk the ball, whatever. But then after that, he just disengaged completely. Um, but I love that Steph Curry put on a show because, you know, as we all know, the Warriors, you know, with all the injuries that I've had, they've had and all that stuff, you know, they're not really doing too great. And the Warriors within the last two, maybe even three years, really haven't 
you know, they, they've been kind of fading away. They haven't been in the spotlight as much because of, you know, they're not winning as much because of injuries and whatnot. So people kind of forgot how great Steph Curry is because he's not in the spotlight as much. And man, did Steph Curry put on a show last night. And, uh, you know, he just he just reminded people how how great and how, you know, what a great shooter he is, you know. And, uh, you know, he's one of the ones that, you know, the the, the game is different because of him because of his three-point shooting and how great it can be you know it's a it's a it's a three-point league now and that's thanks to Steph and I'm happy that people got to see that last night Yeah, I think Laker-wise, they need to find someone to come in and be that backup for Anthony Davis because, like you're saying, Richard, they're not – they're making it too easy for people to make a comeback (laughs) – our teams to come back on them and even win the games just by how open that pain is. And so I think they need to – like you're saying, they need to find someone that can come back in and support Anthony Davis better than they have right now. Mm-hmm. And would you say if the Laker, like, this is my opinion on this, and you could tell me. If- if I'm crazy or I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right, pineapple. Um, well, you're crazy already, so let's see how much if, crazier you are. Like, say the Lakers don't address the big man and Anthony Davis gets hurt and he's done for the season. Would you say that the Lakers... No, uh, if, if I mean, Damian Davis Lillard, you know, season, the fact that him and Steph were on the same team would you say and the Lakers <laughs> they were still finding a way to fun. compete against that, each other, you know, like uh, Braden said, you know, it the looks like they were having a lot of fun. Uh, even though I want to say like, maybe say more than half of the players didn't no really want to be Davis, there, it, it did feel forced. But, you know, money makes the world go round. And the NBA is all about, you know, if if it makes if it makes money, it makes sense, you know. So we're gonna do it anyways. 
and I'm and I'm happy and I'm happy that they did because you know us fans, we got to see players yeah. that like for example the dunk contest. You know I had no idea. You know those boys can jump that like that. You know, and uh, even though the dunks were mediocre, you know there's one or two dunks where they still made you like fall back on your seat and be like, okay, I see you, I see you. Um, and again, you know it, it puts. You know, I'm like on a Steph Curry bandwagon right now because, you know, I haven't been seeing Steph Curry within the last year or so because of, you know, the fall off of the Warriors. Um, and me seeing Steph Curry, it's like, okay, yeah, I remember you, you know? So it was, it was nice to see that. Or Philadelphia. Okay. Fair enough. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Yeah. Almost sharing almost the same opinion, though we have we disagree on the teams on the East who should make the finals. But I told you I'm sticking with my pick. Mm-hmm. The, you Sixers. Pick the Sixers. Like to beat the Nets, yes. If the Nets face Milwaukee, the Nets will beat the Bucks. No question about it. But Joe, like, look. But they will not beat the Sixers. I'm telling you, they will not. I think we're the NBA. I would say this. Like, I would even say the Sixers winning a title and Joel Embiid being Finals MVP. I think we're gonna come back to how the NBA was like now the big men are back now they're different but they're back and that's when teams are going to be like you know what we need to get a big man like it's time like just like when you had Shaquille O'Neal oh good luck guarding that guy in the early 2000s good luck or when you had Akeem Olajuwon like or Tim Duncan guys like that the Sixers win the championship we're going to see – we're no longer going to see, oh, we're still going to see three-pointers, but now it's going to be, okay, we need to have a Joel Embiid. We need to have a – yeah, that is true. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, – I have a couple couple teams. Uh, obviously, we yeah, talked about – so I think now uh, if the, the Sixers Suns, do win it and led by uh, a big being man – Being competitive with I the think, addition of Chris um, Paul. I think Philly – um, I have never really been a huge they're, fan of their win. coach, their head coach, like Monty said, Williams. They will win the title. I, I thought he was now. decent, but, you know, I, I remember talking oh, to you guys yeah, last I, time I, at the beginning of the season. I think you're crazy, saying but about, I do agree you know, with Monty your big Williams, main comments. I'm not a huge think, fan, and I don't think he's – You know, there's no one that's ever He's good, obviously, but I don't think he's that guy. And I remember saying to myself and to you guys, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I wrong. I'm wrong because um, I really want the Phoenix yeah, Suns to be successful. Like, me living in I Phoenix, I think that's what Denver. Um, and you know, eleven years not making the you know, the playoffs. You know, that's, Jokic. that's the longest drought uh, in yeah, all major we've been sports. Seeing that for a long time. And I'm happy that I was wrong Denver's because the Phoenix Suns—they're coming out the gate second in the West, force of a big um, man, and in the East and in the court. Are on I the court, know, you know, and that so they're not a high seed, but the Knicks being fifth, like. That 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 kind of blew my mind a little bit. I would see them maybe being a seventh and eighth seed, maybe or at least competing for seventh and eighth. But the fact that they're fifth at this point of the season, Julius Randle is balling out. They they added Derrick Rose, 
And I'm a huge Derrick Rose believer. I think he's about to grind, and and uh, he's never going to be what he once was, obviously. So I think we're we're starting to see. He still has a lot of play in him and a lot of value. And I'm happy that it's it's, you know they're in a good spot and they're in the fifth. And the NBA, it's it's a good thing for the NBA when the Knicks are relevant, you know, because they're also a huge market like the Lakers, like the Celtics. I know. Um, so and I'm I happy that they are well in the 76ers, man. Really being first that, in the East, that says a lot. You know, I that think says a I'm lot about I'm not sure Joel Embiid's mindset and that does all the Sixers needed with Joel Embiid but if they do make, make it, healthy and then they good shape, win it, I think having and Ben Simmons, I think it's finally a big man finding his, his who he is as a MVP player candidate stuff like and that. i think that'll help now they're gelling more so and than a bigger market. this is the first year that both of them are gelling really really well in all sports when and a small market happens, has success in the, in the east. Way, so that kind of blew my mind a little bit so those, not, those not will be so the teams that kind of you know shock you know yeah i see that happening yeah but but yeah like as far as trade deadline goes we mentioned that those teams will keep an eye out, and and really, this second half it's going to be very interesting, very intense. Of course, of course. Um, there's still a lot of players who want the MVP, but with my pick, um, obviously, you know, based on my pick of who's going to the final, who win the league MVP, and I think I would give it to Joel Embiid immediately. Like not immediately, but he will continue to grow, and I don't think Philadelphia they're I don't think Philadelphia won't – they won't lose their pedal to the metal. I, um, I mean, I agree. Keep it going. Keep it uh, going. Like, whenever MVP, the Knicks – you know, Knicks fans well, are diehard Knicks fans, right? We'll win it. Like, um, no doubt about it. But with that and being said, ben, there's nothing yes, like having a pissed-off New Yorker. Ben you know, Simmons if is New York fans are pissed off, they're going to tell you like, about it, and you're going to feel the energy. Ben Simmons and, and – those you know, I think it's it's good that the next organization yeah, finally so. has like, okay, our fans aren't happy yet, but at least they're not being as pissed off as they have been in the last few years. And at the end of the day, you know, it's all about the fans. So as long as the Knicks are doing good, their fans are happy and, you know, they're a huge market. So just like Laker fans, Celtic fans, Knicks fans, you know, they, they come up with a big portion of yeah. the NBA's audience. So I'm pretty sure the NBA is happy right now. Yeah, I do agree with that. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of interesting as we talk about candidates for the reward for uh, awards at the end of the season. You know, I think at this point, based on what I've heard, recaps I've watched, stuff like that, I think yeah. Ben Simmons has got that Defensive Player of the Year award in the bag. I don't think there's anyone that is making a better case for it than he is. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree with that. And and yeah, like my MVP is Joel Embiid. Like I mentioned, I don't know what else to say about the MVP award, but um I can't wait for Tuesday for Thursday. Like we're going to see a bunch of things that we probably, we may not see. Like, a lot of, like, this is the first time, I believe, where, like, you see teams that 
there's still there's still some doubts. There's still like anybody can win it. To be honest with you, like we're at that point to where, like, yeah, we can make our picks. We there'll be like, oh, there's a clear cut, but this is a make or make or break league, make or make or miss league. So if so if anything can happen, really, like your one key guy can come down. If your guy does not step up or don't address it, one championship, then kiss your season goodbye. Yeah, kiss your aspirations goodbye. Andre Drummond. <laughs> yeah I think the playoffs is going to be interesting to watch I think it's really going to show you know if these picks we're making for awards right now if they're going to if they're going to sh- rise and shine or if you know they these players actually didn't deserve the, the awards they got you know if uh <clears throat> Ben Simmons gets defensive player of the year, like we're talking about. And then Philly gets knocked out because of his defensive mistakes. I think we'll all be like, did he really deserve the award though? But I think that's just playoff bias. I think we can't forget the regular season matters and in leagues like uh, where it's a marathon of the season, like MLB, NHL and NBA, like the regular season has meaning. And I think we all forget that once playoff season starts. Yeah, we we have to value it as well. They both add value, and really, it, it just shows the work you put in. And now the postseason, it's okay. It has to come. It's like where it comes together. It's like art. You're building like the first <laughs> blocks, like you're drawing the yeah. foundations and all. But then it's like okay, now you gotta add yes the key components you can feel it. of art. You can feel it. Yeah, and if yeah. It doesn't you... go well. Then you're not going to get used to the altitude with two nights staying there, you know, like you got to spend a yeah. week there and like it's run, it's go on jogs, let that body get used to it, get your yeah. lungs used the to it. The way George Lucas once and, described uh, yeah, it, it, it is, it is very Wars tough to play, into what you know, at a high altitude. If you don't, poetry, if you're not from there or live there or practice there every day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. It does run. So let's kind of wrap it up here and, just kind of talk about we made some postseason picks and last time you, you were here with us, Richard, and are you and NBA finals picks and championship who is going to win it. Um, you want to give us a quick update mm-hmm. on that? See if uh, you're still on that. I, I hate to use the term bandwagon, but that's the only, but like that's the only <laughs> thing I can. That's like the only term that comes to mind. Are you like still on that? Like, you know, are you still on that yeah. ride with who you picked of the Lakers? Yeah.
um, with the Lakers, uh, we, we started off hot. You know, we started showing off that we're still the team to beat. Um, but we also showed our weakness toward recently with the injury that uh, Anthony Davis suffered. Um, and we were still beating teams even without Anthony Davis, but um, with Dennis Schroeder also going down, that's two of our starters. Obviously, every, any team would would uh, struggle if they lose two of their, their starting point guard and their starting, you know, four man. Uh, but it still showed that, you know, without Anthony Davis, our paint is an open alleyway. Anybody who's anyone could go in. If I was playing against the Lakers and Anthony Davis wasn't in there, I'm pretty sure I can get points in the paint. You know what I mean? It is that bad. We have zero rim protection, uh, layup after layup. We can't rebound. Marcus Saul, as good of a player as he once was, he's not that anymore. And that, that was never his – he's not quick on his feet. You know, we're missing the size that JaVel McGee gave us, that Dwight Howard gave us. We're missing that. And now we're on the hunt, you know, we're on the hunt. We're trying to get that rim protector. Uh, we're trying to, that, that, that would be our only weakness that I can say, okay, know. you know, if I a big team comes in and they want to play bully ball thick, down low, you know, I, we're going to lose I that battle. Against that, really. And um, so I'm kind of happy. I, I just Anthony keep going Davis, back to that. Well, if it's, it's not happy that he got injured, but happy uh, that 80s, the Lakers were able to uh, play Achilles without him so stuff, that they can see you know, injury, uh, where, now, where are, what's our weakness now. And so we're good. We're third in the West. Um, yeah, so he's, you, he's two, just three, and four. Be, he's Suns, just got to be careful. Lakers, and, Clippers, know, we're hurt, pretty much tied. So if we lose a game here or there, we could jump all the way to fourth place. The you know? And that's yeah. not a good look. Just on my hand. And that I hope that happen. doesn't happen. But like, you know, no doubt, it's uh, it's been I, I up and down as of recent. I think they'll they'll be swept. I'm saying it right now. They'll be swept. If Anthony Davis goes down and they don't address the break man, yes, goodbye. Like, not in the first round, but I think second round or maybe conference finals. Like, or if miraculously they get to the finals like LeBron did in Cleveland in 2018, yeah, they will be swept. If Anthony Davis goes down. Oh yeah. Yeah, de definitely. Um the one thing that the Lakers have that the other LA team across the street doesn't is that mental toughness. If we get knocked down, we brush it off and try to get back up. And I want to say that that's that's one of the main reasons why we won the championship last year because of that mental toughness. A lot of teams and a lot of players in that bubble last year weren't mentally tough or mentally prepared for that. Um, and you saw that in yeah, a lot of their play. You saw a lot of as players. LeBron gets older. Everyone's uh, their play go out. down. 
And, and on the uh, on the flip side, the ones that were meant to be tough, Kobe, they didn't you know, necessarily have as they LeBron got older James in the league. The you know, they still the had that fear you know, factor about them. All those mentally tough players. And as LeBron's gotten older, they elevated. The kind of lost Damian that Lillard, you know, he's another me, mental just, player that you know in yeah, the bubble he played extraordinary. He should be remembered. You know, and that discussion so of greatest of all time, but for me that kind of puts them, you know, they they went down. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter what anymore. you throw at the Lakers. The Lakers are mentally tough. And that's thanks to, you <laughs> yeah. know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis being the leader. Not anymore as, and as he once did. Let, let, let's make this clear, though. There is no way the Lakers are going to be fifth or fourth place this year. No way. That, that's not happening. They're too mentally tough for that. They're, they're going to be number one, two, at most three. But I, they're one or two, either or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'd agree on that. With all of uh, this, what are your thoughts with all this? Okay. Um, I do believe if obviously the Lakers in the finals, that will happen. But like I said, if Anthony Davis goes down, here it is. Mwah. They can kiss their season goodbye. Yes, again. Mwah. <laughs> yeah, they can kiss all their right, season Alan. goodbye. <laughs> like, I think if there's anyone that's going to come out of the West, and I think I am a little bit crazy to say this, I think Utah. Utah will come out of the West. Um, they're just ready to go. They they have nothing to lose. They they know like we're we're here to win. They they're hungry. I think Donovan Mitchell. He's going to be motivated, and I think he yeah. should be in the conversation for MVP. I'm not, I know he's not averaging what he's averaged, like 25, or like Bradley Beal scoring average, but he's playing well. He's playing winning basketball. He should be in consideration for MVP. I think Utah will be the team that will make the finals and, and will be – there will be a finals. They will lose to the finals to the team I'm still sticking with. I'm still sticking with Philadelphia. I'm a Celtic fan, yes, but they have to pull it together. Like, they they have to prove to me, like, I'm still a Celtic fan. I love them. I will defend them always. This yeah, is your opportunity. Presence. Like, look, you have a second half. Get up. Get on top. Get to two or three seed because when they're playing tough, Nobody can beat them. Like, I don't care who you are. They are a tough-minded team. They have to play that way. But if not, like I said, I'm sticking with Philly. Like, Joel Embiid, he is on a mission. Like, like the days of him joking around and pulling up for jump shots, he, 
does occasionally, but better though, are over. Like you're not gonna stop that man. Like he in the post, forget it. I don't care if you're DeAndre Jordan or if you're um, Rudy Gobert. He will come at you. So will the Sixers. Ben Simmons, like we talk about him, he he's gonna be a two great two way player. The experience of Dwight and Danny Green are going to carry them to the playoffs. They have who they have. They're not done making moves. Philadelphia and Utah will meet up and Philly will win it. I just, the Lakers, the only, they'll win with Anthony Davis. And I think he'll be finals MVP, Anthony Davis. But his health is a concern. That's why it's going to be Sixers Jazz. And it's a yeah. hot take. Yeah, with the yes. Nuggets. I mean. But I'm sticking uh, with it. Jamal, right? That's but, his name, Jamal Murray. Sixers. He's uh here they come. Brooklyn. I, I would I wouldn't I if if them. if I was rooting for the Nuggets. They're, they're gonna be I wouldn't, like the I wouldn't be too worried because you know his Pretty window much. is still Basically, you know score, 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 wide score. open. Dribble, you know, dribble, the Joker's dribble, doing dribble, his dribble. thing. I'm even hearing MVP, no you know, candidates for him and stuff. <sighs> so I wouldn't worry too much. You know, they I don't know. They might pick it up this second half, you know, that you asked earlier which other team, you know, should we be in the lookout for or whatever. And the Nuggets are, are, are definitely, they had a slow start <laughs> up and down. But, you know, second half, hit that refresh button. And, you know, you never know. They might jump up. Talked about that team. Yeah, that's interesting. Demarcus Cousins on choosing to go with the Blazers. And he should. He should. They're not that far behind, the Lakers. I mean, it's, it's so close. They're, they're three games behind. Yeah, I think if the Lakers don't come out of the West because of Anthony Davis, I think yeah. Jazz or Utah – Phoenix and Denver, I think. Cousins going to the Blazers. The that would stretch out the floor even in. more for Damian. Those, you know I what I mean? Because DeMarcus Cousins is not going to clog up the lane. You know, he's, he's going to shoot. Um, he's going to shoot threes, so, shoot, you know, mid-range twos. You know, he runs the floor. You know, because he's not like a traditional big man. True. He is big, but he doesn't play, mm-hmm. you know, down in the post with his back to the basket, clogging up the lane yeah. for Damian Lillard to. I'll say this: you know, this is the only thing. I've checked every. That's interesting. Sports I, I never even thought about I think that. We're the, I think we're the only sports podcast that does not have the Clippers high. We have yeah. them as low expectations. I think we're still not over the bubble. I guess I think that shows how we how much we believe in the Clippers here in Soren Sports. Think about that. I think the ease is clear. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, think about that number. Brooklyn. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You 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 think you think Joel Embiid uh won't uh won't have any trouble with DeAndre Jordan on him? Really? Yeah. I do agree with yeah. that 100%. It is. It is. No, I meant defensively. I think DeAndre Jordan could do a decent job on Joe. I don't think he can stop him. Yeah, and him, I think as we But I don't think wrap up it'll be easy playoffs, getting his next, normal. What, what is Joel Embiid averaging right now? You know, the teams that I don't, see, I don't think rise up. If you put DeAndre Jordan on him every night, are gonna be I'm not like saying he won't get 30, but it, Denver, it won't be Phoenix, easy. 30 points. Utah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe he'll contain Lakers, him a little bit. Maybe bring it down a few, but... But East, I don't know. That would be an interesting matchup. The 76. I still think the Nets Allen's are going to come. I really do. A bunch um, of other teams, you know, like we're going to see yeah. the crop. It uh, makes them a little bit the better. I don't think Blake Griffin is like the, the icing on the cake. Like it's scary. Oh, they added Blake Griffin. The jokes, you know. The NBA is so. over. The Nets are going to win it. I don't think that, but I do think that. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, um, we'll know, wrap it up here, Richard. Do you get any add, final thoughts you want to shout out or better. give give us? Um, and Ben Simmons being the defense, I think he's a defensive player. If they if they were give out defensive player of the year award right now, I would give it to Ben Simmons. Yeah. Um, I don't think, but I don't think Ben. I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay, you know, ben thanks Simmons, for coming on. The, we uh, defensive player of the year. Definitely. You're gonna guard uh, KD. Okay, cool. You still got to worry about Kyrie and James Harden. James Harden is. We'll try and get you on again in the future. So. He ain't stopping James Harden, though. I, yeah, thanks nobody. for coming on, Richard. I don't care who you are. Yeah, till next yeah, time. But I, I don't care who you are. Time, James Richard. Harden, and ain't nobody stopping that. Also, man. give no a, one. give a look on Antelope Gaming. You're into games. He will give you a tour of games that is unbelievable. I've seen the stuff. And like I said, I'm not an expert in those games. I'll but give you that. you learn a lot playing games like Red Dead Redemption and, I, and a bunch of Resident Evil type games, which yeah, and also keep promoting us, Soren Sports, by the Pineapple Twenty Two Media Company, and and we're on every platform. You name it, we're there. Yeah. So from all of us here at Soren Sports and Pineapple Twenty Two Media, we thank you for tuning in and at the. We invite y'all to continue watching the NBA season. So as we wrap it up, we wish everyone a good night and stay safe out there. All it was. Peace out. Until next time.